The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to our discussion today with another trailblazing innovator who comes to contribute to our continuing series on telemedicine. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Dr. Nicole Swiner. Dr. Swiner is a family medicine physician with Durham Family Medicine, and she was voted one of 10 best doctors in North Carolina in 2017. In addition to being a physician, Dr. Swiner is a two-time best-selling author, owner of Swiner Publishing Company, blogger, speaker, wife, and a mother in Durham. She is also affectionately known as the Superwoman Complex Expert and has written two books on the topic. Dr. Swiner, welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks so much. Sounds like you're really busy. Thanks for making the time. Before we start our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about your practice, Durham Family Medicine? Yeah, we are a full-spectrum-ish, meaning we don't do hospital medicine or OBGYN care, meaning pregnancy care, but we are a private practice and we do the broad spectrum of family medicine topics from newborn care, babies fresh out of the hospital, all the way up to geriatrics. I, in particular, love to see growing families. So I see a lot of young women with children, and we talk about women's health and fertility and prenatal issues up to having their kids and motherhood and all of that with mental health mixed in. But myself and my partner, Dr. Chilla Curry, are the MDs that run the practice, and we have three physician assistants that also help to provide care for our patients. So we love providing care for the whole family. We also, in our practice, include certain things as a patient-centered medical home, such as we have counseling available on site, an ultrasound and mammogram organization that we contract with, and they do screening tests. We have an allergy clinic that provides allergy shots for our patients. So we try to keep as much of our care in-house as possible so that our patients are well taken care of. Well, I think that would make sense on the topic we're talking of. Why you first incorporated telemedicine into your practice? Mm-hmm. It's a very mutually beneficial technique for a lot of docs now because I was hoping and wanting to work more from home. As you previously mentioned, I have my husband and two kids, school-age kids at home, and there's always a lot of stuff going on and lots of scheduling and having to go to parent-teacher conferences and doing some of the other things that I'm doing outside of medicine makes it a little bit difficult to be, quote-unquote, stuck in the office from 9 to 5. So I integrated telemedicine into our practice to make things a little bit more convenient for myself and for my patients. So as I'm sitting here, literally before we got on the call, I finished up a telemedicine visit with a patient who recently lost her job, has some transportation issues. It's hard for her to get back and forth to clinic right now. So she was sitting in her living room. I'm sitting in my bedroom. And we were able to get a quick 20-minute lab review visit done where that would have been very difficult or inconvenient for her. And then it allows me some space to do things like this 
where I can jump on and do an interview or go outside and take a quick walk for exercise and maybe even run a load of laundry while I'm <laughs> doing my patient business. So my patients love it. Later on today, I'm going to talk to a college student who is far away from home right now, and his mom is really concerned about him, so she wants me to talk to him that way. And I, I love being able to stay connected with my pediatric patients, even when they go off to college and still have that home feel, someone that they know and are familiar with. So there are many, many, many benefits to doing telemedicine, and it's definitely the wave right now with medicine. Well, I'll tell you, this is a personal passion for me, and you're warming my heart because I try to tell this story about telemedicine, and part of my story is two years ago, I told my primary care physician that if he didn't incorporate telemedicine, that he was going to be fired in a year. Wow. And he has been fired. He probably doesn't know or doesn't really care. He may not even remember the conversation. Wow. He works for a large health system. He relies on what technology they bring to him. They bring to him a big EHR is fabulous, but they haven't moved very fast on telemedicine. As a patient, mm -hmm. he doesn't serve me well anymore. I've had five visits via telemedicine from other doctors that mm -hmm. I didn't have to go and sit in a waiting room. All the things you just described, it was more convenient for me, more convenient for the doctor. Mm. Uh, I've gotten my medical record downloaded so other people can access it and figured out how to make it all work. So mm -hmm. I wish there were more physicians and more practices like yours that understood it was about the patient. What it really came down to for me is, I don't want to get into a big thing about Obamacare, but I went from having large employer pay for my health insurance to right two years before Obamacare, I paid for my own. Mm -hmm. And the first couple of years, I paid less than $500 for my family. Mm -hmm. And it was far better than any gold plan that exists today. Mm -hmm. Well, now with this latest year, we're going to pay $1,200 a month wow. for my family it, with a $6,500 deductible per person. Mm -hmm. So in effect, insurance does not pay a cent of my health care. And so I'm paying for it. So when I go pay the $245 doctor visit to sit in his office for an hour and a half for a three minute visit, that's out of my pocket. And why would I do that when I can spend $49 to do a telemedicine visit? And it's one thing for me to tell the story. It's another thing for people like you who are really changing people's lives. You're in touch with this college student who you've known and served for years and you're able to help not only him, but his mother. And you probably do this 20, 50 times a week. So anyway, sorry to get on my soapbox about that. Well, you're absolutely right. And what I will say, just to kind of interject a little bit on behalf of some of my colleagues, is a lot of us don't really know a lot about telemedicine. I think now we're becoming a little bit more familiar with it, number one. So, you know, shows like yours and you know, when I go out and talk and speak and talk about what I'm doing, I think people are becoming more knowledgeable about it. Number two, I love that you as a patient, you are advocating for yourself and for the needs you have and how medicine works better for you. Number three, I now think and know that more insurance is on board. Before, they weren't. There were only maybe one or two insurance companies that would cover a telemedicine visit so that the doctor, so that the patient could use their insurance to pay for it and so the doctor would be rightfully reimbursed for the work they were doing. Now more insurances have recognized how important this is and now are jumping on board. So it is easier now for doctors to integrate this into their practice. So 
it's very important that we're having this conversation. Absolutely. You know, to accentuate your point number three, and you can use this when you speak, I live in Alabama, and we're number 49 or 50 in everything. Right. Um, <laughs> and when I first moved to Alabama, I did a lot of sitting in meetings and I wouldn't call it lobbying, but attending where telemedicine was being talked about. And there's really one private payer in Alabama, Blue Cross Blue Shield. They have over 90 mm percent -hmm. of the population. So yeah. it's it's Medicaid, Medicare and Blue Cross Blue Shield. Yeah, same here. Well, two years ago, as a part of the enrollment package, Blue Cross Blue Shield sent a card with a telemedicine service. It was a small carve out of services, but they didn't feel like the state was coming along fast enough. So they contracted with a telemedicine firm mm -hmm. to keep people from going to the emergency room, basically. Right. When you have a cold, when you mm -hmm. when you have visits that can be easily handled, more like urgent care visits. And I tell you, if we can do it in Alabama, we can do it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So actually, in the end, it saves everybody money. You know, it saves the government with an insurance company from unnecessary emergency room costs. It saves the patient from having unnecessary emergency room or urgent care costs. It, it definitely helps all around. So, yeah, I'm all for it. What were some of the technical roadblocks you found when you were integrating telemedicine? Um, when I first started, probably about two years ago, I so currently I work through a company called RODOT through another phenomenal family physician, Tisha Rowe, out of Texas, uh, created this company that I work with now, but I originally started with another one about two years ago. Sometimes the technology wouldn't work very well, so you definitely have to make sure you have the right kind of app or the right kind of system and technology support, both for the practice and for patients that are trying to use the system that you're on. So that was a bit of a headache when I was with the first company and switched over to Rodox. And since then, I've had very little problems with the use of their app. They go through Chiron, and Chiron generally works very well through both the phone and the laptop or your computer. But that was a little bit of an obstacle in the beginning. And then secondly, as I mentioned before, the insurance reimbursement. A couple of years ago, only Blue Cross Blue Shield, I believe, and maybe one other insurance covered the visits. So a lot of my patients were not able to use it. Now, since I've been a little bit more educated, and Dr. Rowe herself has actually lobbied with insurance companies and contracted with them to get the doors open for more insurance coverage, now that's much, much less of an issue. So many more patients have access to it now. The third thing I'll say just quickly is when I started this, I actually thought that 90% of my patients were going to jump on this telemedicine wave and my telemedicine schedule was going to be booked and overwhelmed. A lot of my patients still have a little bit of hesitancy <laughs> with using it, whether it be just not very comfortable with using the Internet or using their apps on their phones. And so I don't know if it's because they like to come in and have that warm, fuzzy touch feeling from us when they come to the doctor. Do so they prefer to do it that way or not? But it's getting a little bit better. I'm getting more and more people signing up. But it's not catching on as quickly as I thought it would have. Interesting. So in your practice, you're ready. The technology's ready. Yeah. And now it's just a matter of, mm -hmm. one, educating patients and giving them the time to go through the change. Right. Right. What are some of the clinical roadblocks or challenges that you encountered in integrating telemedicine? One thing recently is some of my patients that have controlled substance prescriptions, whether it be for like ADHD or anxiety or pain. You know, when I'm in the office and we have a visit, I can quickly either print out the prescription, hand it to them, and they're good to go. 
But when I'm home, it's a little bit harder depending on what the pharmacy rules are. Not all pharmacies are accepting everything electronically now. So in some cases, the patient may still have to go to the office to pick up a prescription, or I may have to still have my nurse call it in for them. So that's happened pretty regularly recently. Another roadblock is if the patient is at home or at work and they have great reception, that's in the way of the visit, the call will drop, or they're not able to connect very well if they're not in a reception area. And then sometimes they're understanding of how to use it. So you know, we give them the website, I give them the phone to use, set up an appointment, and then depending on how tech savvy they are, uh, for some it's, it's it's very easy. You know, they click on it, they download, they know exactly what to do. For others, they need a little bit more hand-holding <laughs> so that either will delay the visit where I'm kind of waiting on my end and I'm, I'm ready for them to pop up on the screen, but something's happening with their Internet or they didn't press the right button. Sometimes that gets in the way of connecting with them during the visit. Great. Before I got involved in doing these interviews, I was a consultant for 25 years and been heavily involved in implementing teleradiology packs and then some of the other ologies as they came along. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we found out, and this was, I found out, I guess, personally in the teleradiology journey is the technology is easy. You found out early on you had a vendor that you didn't really have stable technology. You had to get to a new vendor. Well, as a consultant, that kind of stuff is easy for me to test and get through, and I can really get my arms around that. But what I really underestimated was it's not a technology solution. You have to rethink your whole workflow, how you schedule, how you work with your partners, how your office is designed, where your printers are, a whole host of things that you wouldn't have thought of up front. And the companies that are coming to sell you telemedicine, they aren't necessarily going to say, hey, look, this is going to turn your office upside down. You got to really think about this because they want an easy sell. They don't want a hard sell. Mm -hmm. What's your reaction to that story? Yeah, I definitely understand because it definitely took a couple of meetings. I had to sit down with the rest of MoDoc, my nurse, my dedicated front desk person, scheduler, and the colleagues in the office to explain what this meant. Currently, I'm the only one in the office using the telemedicine service for now. Right. Come the new year, I hope to add on some of the other providers, but I'm kind of a guinea pig to figure all the things out. But I have to sit down with them and explain how this is going to go. I still have my practice going on in clinic where I'm scheduled patients to come in the same way. But on Mondays and Fridays, I'm at home only doing telemedicine. And when I'm in practice, I have at least one slot, at least one slot that's open for telemedicine visit while I'm in the office. That throws people off a lot. <laughs> right. Like, so are you here? Where are you today? Are you open? So figuring out um, a good algorithm for people to follow so it's easy for the schedulers definitely, you know, is, is an issue. But I feel like they, you know, they've caught on and they're getting better with it now. I think having that one dedicated person who's in charge of it in terms of scheduling for you is great because then they are the point person for the office when there are questions when I'm not there. And then just getting the word out. So having to change the thought process of the nurses or whoever is picking up the phone and, and talking to patients, they have to now be kind of a marketer for telemedicine and adding that on to their thought process. Instead of sitting in that prescription real quick or scheduling the patient to come in, teaching them to remember, oh, yeah, we also have this other option now where you can see Dr. Swiner via telemedicine. Let me link you up with that. That's not second nature. It's something new. So teaching them how to market that as part of the practice is something that we'll have to remind them of. 
I try to do it weekly because if not, they'll kind of forget. They're so used to dealing with that patient right in front of them that they forget that I can talk to them from my computer too. Right. Were there any regulatory or legal things that you had to consider when implementing telemedicine? We had to make sure everything was HIPAA compliant and confidential, which he certainly did. I like to make sure that the patient is in a quiet and confidential area. If they happen to be calling from work, I don't want them to be right in the middle of their team <laughs> or at their cubicle. I kind of have them go away to a quiet conference room or maybe to their car. And I go into a quiet room and use, use my earbuds and headsets so that we can make it as confidential as possible so that the information to be shared with everybody. Perfect. What advice would you give to other physicians that were considering telemedicine? Do it. Try it. I enjoy it. We have to give patients what they need and what they want, and a lot of that happens to be access online. I think now that we've figured out the right way to do it, now that companies like Rodox and other telemedicine companies have figured out the correct way to do it so that it is all legal and confidential and people can find all that, just try it. I think it's certainly worth it. Great advice. Yeah. Number two, you have to have a plan. Talk to your team. If you have a team that you're working with that you're not just in solo practice, you have to talk it through with your team and figure out how it's going to work for you because not every office is the same and not every office is going to use it in the same way. All right. Well, I want to take this time to get everybody to go to www.durhamfamilymedicine.net. That's D-U-R-H-A-M, familymedicine.net. Bookmark that page and check out more about how Dr. Swiner has integrated telemedicine into their practice there at Durham Family Medicine. Dr. Swiner, it's so great to have you on the show. Thanks for stopping by and sharing your experience. Thanks for having me, Joe. I appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. And that wraps this broadcast on behalf of our guest, Dr. Nicole Swiner. I'm Joe Lavelle. And we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.